0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e d adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table, we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen, And Fleeple. I know we left our last episode on a little bit of a cliffhanger, but... Let's go ahead and see where we left our adventurers last time. Last time they had discovered the black dragon eggs and removed them from the hatchery, and joining up with An and Lana, they continued to explore the dungeon for hidden clues, a secret entrance to Mondas' chamber, and a temporary hiding place for the eggs. Now, being unable to recruit Lana and An to help them in their fight against Mondath, they met up with Mal's familiar, Zaza, just as a few of the cultists were investigating the whereabouts of their deceased friends that were originally on guard near the entrance. Quickly dispatching of them and setting up Zaza on the southwest corner of the common room, the adventurers burst forth into the room. And that is where we pick up on this week's episode. So, first things first... I need everybody to roll initiative.
1: (gasps) Finally, a good initiative roll. Okay,
0: everybody. 20
2: to
3: 25. 20. 21.
2: I mean, it probably would be more advantageous if Lance went first, uh, but we'll make it work
0: nice i'm just impressed that uh you guys are above 20
2: the most important combat and we managed to get above 20 thank goodness
0: so Fleeple, you were 21 yep okay and lance 20 mal what are you
3: Eight. eight
0: oh eight you know two out of three ain't bad right
3: <laughs> it's been fun guys thanks for having me on the podcast i'll see you guys
1: Mal's still planning. She's like, okay. And then we go,
0: wait, oh,
3: oh, we go. She's standing there and you guys are gone.
0: <laughs> Mal, go ahead and roll a for Zaza.
3: Oh, sure. That's probably pretty close to mine. <laughs> She's an imp. Um, nine, 10, 11, 12.
0: 12 for Zaza. Okay. So, last episode, you all had rolled stealth to try and hide away from everybody in the common room here before you burst forth. So, the marching order that we had was Lance, Fleeple, and then Mal. And Lance, uh, or rather Fleeple, you're the first to go here. So, do you go... Uh, since you're so close and since uh, the plan was, I feel pretty much the same, I'll allow you to go in tandem for this first round, if that's alright, to see if you got a surprise round on these individuals. That sounds great to me. Great. So, Lance and Fleeple, what are you doing? I'll let you go first. I will... R- run around the corner great and as you burst forth like 10 feet from where you currently are at you burst forth you see uh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven individuals in here three of them in like the cultist black robes on the east side uh sort of like guarding the entrance into frulon mondas chambers all of them all eyes seem to be pointed away from you towards zaza who is now in raven form, i believe in the Southwest corner. And that one guy, how did this bird get in here? Anybody? <laughs> Who's this bird doing? None of them seem to be looking at you right now. It's, it appears you got the drop on them. And so they are surprised. So that should inform both Fleeple and Mal going into this round here.
1: Knowing that I will go 30 feet of movement. So that is five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. That gives me right to the, to the center of the cultists that are guarding the chamber to Mondaths on our right side.
0: You just book it into this room, like pushing uh, chairs and like, you, you, you like the wind, like around around the furniture and uh, moving around the enemies without them like even noticing your presence. And But obviously as you enter, they are aware of your presence. They're like, wait, what the? Uh, but you're able to make it back directly into the entrance, leading into Mondath's chamber. That's your movement. All right. And then for bonus action, I will continue
1: my movement. Great. Through them into Mondas' chamber,
0: right around the alcove. Right there. Okay. So as you sneak into this chamber here, um, there's a guard that goes, Halt! You there, stop! Uh, Pointing towards you, unable to do anything about this whole situation, but you rush into Mondas' chamber. Um, It's exactly as uh, Mal described it uh, after seeing it through Zaza's eyes. A lot of, uh, there's some like fine furniture in here there's a rug on the east side and she's sitting behind a different wooden desk than what was in the tent because the previous one was destroyed by a moonbeam as you run in here she looks up at you and you are standing there looking at her and she goes you you again i'm pretty sure you have traitors at the camp (laughs)
1: i'll grab (laughs) I'll, i'll rip out my bow real quick and i will use my action to fire. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll an attack. And is it sneak attack? Because I've surprised her. I guess. I don't know. I just need to know that.
0: That's an excellent question. I will say it is not sneak attack because she is aware of your presence. Sorry about that, Jacob. Uh, but we'll, we'll uh, no sneak attack with this attack right now. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, does that change what you're going to do with your action? Um,
1: well, no. It's just I wanted wanted to damage her a lot. We've. I was relying on that to really hit her hard. Because we had used it in the past like that.
0: Right, and that's on me, and I'm sorry about
1: that. All All right, that's going to be a... Yeah, that's a plus six is a non-natural 20.
0: Non-natural 20, that's a hit. With 1d6, that's going to be eight damage. Eight points of damage to her. uh, As you mutter under your breath, I believe the traitor's in your camp. Just right into her chest. And she takes eight points of damage against her. Nicely done. Excellent, so I believe that's your turn. I don't think there's anything else you can do. Uh, no, I'm just holding there now. Okay, sounds good. Just kind of waiting for the rest of your party to be in there,
2: knowing that they're just close behind. Fleeple, you're next. All right, so first I'm going to move right to the north entrance of the cavern, uh, not actually entering in quite yet. And now that I've arrived, I'm going to f- spread both of my arms out wide, pause briefly, wiggle my fingers and let the magic flow to the fingertips through my fleece and clap them together for a big thunder wave right on these four cultists in front of the door oh very nice
0: and that's uh, 20 foot so you're just pushing it 20 feet in front of you essentially yes I've
2: got a 15 foot cube originating from me Um, So it's going to be these four cultists in the northeast corner of the room. They need to make a DC 14 con save.
0: Okay, so these four right here, so you're you're pivoting a little bit and just... Okay, let's go ahead and roll. Fail. Success. Success. Fail. Very nice. Okay, split evenly there.
2: All right, 2d8 damage. That's going to be eight thunder damage in total. Okay, sounds good. The ones who saved only take four. The ones who failed take all eight and are also pushed ten feet away from me.
0: Nice. Okay, sounds good. Ten feet away.
2: Okay, so the one, um, there, there are two of them that
0: definitely succeeded against that. Uh, so they only take half damage there. And that one of the magic users and one of the more barbarian mercenary types, uh, they're the ones that succeeded. But then the other two, they are just uh, blown back and and they just smack against the wall, flying across the room or into the wall itself. The one flying into the wall, uh, just being uh, blasted back away from you uh, a little bit further against uh, the entrance to Mondath's chambers. I believe that was your action and you've used half your movement.
2: Yep, so now I'm going to continue moving in. All right.
0: And you got a bonus action.
2: Yeah, as a bonus action, um, are you guys terribly damaged at this point?
3: Not at all.
1: I am,
2: yeah, I have about
1: two-thirds of my hit points left, so I'm
2: down a third. Okay, well, I suppose I should have asked are you damaged physically, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm at about <laughs> the same place as you as far as my HP total. I'm damaged emotionally. Uh, anything with your bonus action there? Um, I'm going to... I'm going to hold on to my bonus action for the time being. You got it, okay, that's
0: fleeple. Um, Mal, it's actually your go here. Zaza has not been told to do anything different, so they're just going to chill for the time being, It's causing a massive distraction. In the corner there. Uh, While well, in your mind going, you just let me know if you need me to do anything.
3: Uh, that's perfect. Mal will run five, ten feet into the room, Now that half of the people are looking away and the other four near Mondath's opening are dazed and confused, being slammed into the wall. She will cast Arms of Hadar on herself and slam it into the ground, which creates those dark tendrils to come up and grab everybody within a 10 foot radius, which is one, two three of the grunts and the three spellcasters.
0: So not within, uh, Fleeple is just outside of that range, thankfully. So Okay, and what, what do they have to get? A strength saving throw?
3: It's a dex save throw, DC 12.
0: Okay, success, success, failure, 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 success. Okay, so half and half as well, just like Fleeple.
3: Okay, the three that fail take 11 necrotic damage.
0: Oh, man. Okay.
3: And those that succeeded take half that damage. Okay. And those that fail cannot take reactions until their next turn.
0: Yep. So 11 necrotic damage halved is what, five?
3: Yes. Yep.
0: Mal, as you rush into this room as... You running, whispering to yourself, bringing out this unearthly speech, this almost demonic uh, speech to invoke this. And as you're just about to slam it on the ground, you hear in your mind, (laughs) "Now this is gonna be a real treat." And as you slam it into the ground, this dark, pulsing energy just emanates, and it. Is you can physically see this ring in a ten foot radius from where Mal is and it is uh, envelops all of these individuals there are some that push it off or jump out of the way but as they jump out of the way the tendrils just latch onto their leg and just start sucking from them uh, the other ones that aren't able to jump they're pulled down to the ground and they're screaming and they're they're yelling and uh, the guy who's talking about the ravens goes what is this what is this? And you can see all six of these tendrils grasping these six individuals. And there's just a moment pause to you malt where it's just silent and as you look at each individual they all stare at you with horror in their eyes. Before all six of them pulled under the ground.
3: All six of them with
0: How much damage did you roll?
3: Eleven, but three of them were five damage.
0: So with Fleeple and Mal's combo able to take out, take out six of these individuals guarding Mondath and (laughs) Fleeple, you just being barely outside of that radius yourself, you saw all six of these individuals pulled underneath the ground. There are still five individuals on the other side of the room that are uh, immensely distracted by Zaza, but their focus is entirely on you now. Mal and Fleeple as their comrades are just pulled under the ground itself. Well done. Alright. Uh, do you use the rest of your movement or bonus action?
3: Yes. Mal runs forward right to the mouth of the cave right in front of Fleeple. Spins and looks back at the room. She pulls out that wrapped great sword. And I would like to rage. Boom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let it flow. (laughs) Mal, this being your first time truly letting yourself go, you look back to this circle that is almost... that you can still see some residual effect in that ten-foot diameter, and something comes over you. A sort of darkness. A sort of... I wouldn't say numbness, but a certain sort of emotion that you only felt when you were at the spine of the world with your brother where you saw the massive fire where you saw the pyre and you just felt immense rage your vision gets dark a little bit around the edges and you get focus and you just feel inside of you your heart fleeple being right next to mal you even though she's turned away from you you see something happening to her skin where her skin was a very light greenish hue and her furs really accented did well with her uh her skin tone they are in bright contrast to the darkness spreading over the outside of her skin and you swear that her stature and her frame gets a little bit taller as you're standing next to you and she seems more imposing more Vicious as she is, just standing next to you. And you can hear her breathing. And as she turns around to look at you, her tusks are longer than you remember. And they're protruding past her top lip even further. And in her eyes, they just are complete black. Mal, I believe that's your turn. It is. Lance, as you're the only one fully in Mondath's chamber. Her taking the arrow directly into the chest. She's, she is panting and she rips the arrow out. It is you three again. It is all your fault. It is because of you that my general is dead. That I am stuck here cutting ledgers instead of ushering a new age. You are the reason for my banishment. Well, once I have dealt with you, I shall be rid of my situation. And she goes to reach for a necklace, but we go right back to the top of the initiative here. And Fleeple, you were at the top of the initiative as as Mondath is starting to take this action.
2: So as Mal turns back towards me and I see the darkness in the eyes, I just like fall straight backwards into a roll and start running in the opposite direction down the tunnel. (laughs) Nice, nice. <laughs> it's like Roly Poly, it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go just until I get to uh, the entrance to the room that Mondath is in. So I still have a bit of a visual on the other room, uh, so I can attack people in that direction. But getting into this room, you know, I get in there and Mondath is having her big spiel and I peek my head around Lance's leg, and I go, well, don't worry, you won't be stuck here much longer, and I cast Moonbeam on her.
0: Okay, sounds good. So Moonbeam just comes crashing through the ceiling right through her skin, and I don't believe she takes damage now, it's just at the beginning of her turn, right?
2: Yes, when she starts her turn there. Excellent. Excellent. How big is Moonbeam, by the way? Five foot radius.
1: Five foot. Okay. So I can be next door still. Okay.
2: Yeah. Since it is a five foot radius, though, I will specify she's going to be in the lower left corner of that radius, and it kind of extends around the corner leading into that alcove to the north.
0: Yep. You got it. Five foot radius, right? Yeah. And it was centered uh, pretty much in the wall there, and she's just in uh, the left corner there. Uh, she is screaming, ah! a- she just ripped something off of her necklace. Not doing anything yet, because now, Lance, it is your turn. All
1: right, Lance is going to run up to her. I'm going to go just on this side right here. And I, while I'm running, I'm going to throw my short bow over my shoulder, pull out my short sword and dagger, and I'm going to attack. Okay, go ahead and roll. All right. I don't get any sneak attack or anything like that. Just roll nope, just not roll. this time. All right. Oh, come on. That's going to be an 11. 11 does not hit for your first attack. All right. Next one.
0: Nope, no better. Okay. Bummer. So as you go, you, you use uh, uh, your short sword and dagger combination. You slash her with one, and she, uh, she gets inside of your bubble, and she parries with her own arm uh, to... To to move move it out and as she go for the dagger she just kind of like kicks your leg to where you slip a little bit Uh, and so with your action and bonus action both are unsuccessful unfortunately but you still have some more movement if you'd like to use that to get away from her but then she gets an attack of opportunity she probably would use an attack of opportunity yes I'm just gonna hold my ground okay sounds good just stare right next to her she goes (laughs) okay that was Lance Mal, being in the other room with the other guards, uh, individuals here, they are shook at what happened, and so they have not, uh, they're not in the initiative order yet. They haven't taken their turn. But before we get to you, Mal, it's Frulan Mondas' turn.
2: So, starting her turn in the Moonbeam, she needs to make a DC 14 con save. Okay, that is an 18, so I believe that's a success. So she takes half damage. Ooh, I rolled 17. So she is going to take eight radiant damage.
0: Wow. Okay. Awesome. So as she's uh, she's continuing to grab at something, she reaches underneath her tunic, and she pulls out this necklace. Lance, you being right there, you see exactly what it is, and Fleeple, you actually do being illuminated by the moonbeam. And it's this... Something is dangling on this chain. As she grabs at her necklace and removes a tooth, very similar to what Lance you saw inside of a treasure chest and uh, before you can even react to it she raises the glowing bluetooth and lance points it directly at you before she flips it around and rams it directly into her chest there's a moment of silence in the chamber where just being the three of you you just stare at her and she just kind of is heaving <sighs> before mondath begins to yell at the top of her lungs with her head raised to the ceiling and her arms outstretched to either side, her scream is piercing and you have to cover your ears a little bit, being so close to her, Elance, and you can feel the pain that she is currently in. And as both of you continue to stare at her, you, your confusion immediately turns to horror as you see her body begin to change before your very eyes. Her fingers that are extended start to extend even further than are than natural, and her nails become jagged and sharp. Her back begins to hunch over, and you can see bony protrusions push through her tunic along her spine. A tail grows rapidly from her lower back that extends all the way to the floor. And Lance, you being directly next to her, you see that this tail is covered with blue scales, shimmering in the torchlight. Her scream begins to change tone from a high-pitched scream to a deeper roar as her teeth also begin to change and become sharp and piercing. Now, as this transformation is winding down, Mondath grips a weapon that was, behind, uh, that was on her table, which is uh, her halberd. So she grips her halberd as her eyes are closed, and as she opens them, both of you gaze into her eyes that are no longer human, but bestial and draconic, very similar to Fleeples. And as she takes a deep breath in, a small portion of light coalesces around her forehead, where a second later, a jagged horn appears, protruding from the skin. Readying herself, she says, Let us end this. And that's going to be her action, and her turn right now. She is going to risk an attack of opportunity to get out of the moonbeam, though. So she's going to roll over her desk out of the moonbeam closer to you, Fleetball, and try to get both between you. Uh, Lance, you do get an attack of opportunity here.
1: Thank heavens. All right, that's going to be a 24. That is a hit. With my short
0: sword. That is a 9 in damage. 9 in damage. Well done. Okay, uh, she takes the damage. Uh, it digs into her, but her skin seems to be a little bit tougher, but you, you push it through, and it still draws blood. So she's going to take 5, 10, 15, and she's going to get uh, just 10 feet away from you, Fleeple, and 15 feet away from you, Lance. And she's just holding her ground with her halberd. And she's kind <laughs> just staring at both of you. Mao, it is technically Zaza's turn.
3: Zaza being able to communicate telepathically with Malamara hears nothing but just, like, noise. That there's, there's no emotion and no um, communication happening. That she just, like, gets almost, like, feedback. Emotional feedback, if that's a thing. The only, like, feeling that's telepathically being... She's reading is rage. And so she'll just keep flapping her wings up in the corner there, out of... trying to stay out of reach of those melee brutes
0: okay yeah so hovering right at the top of the ceiling there a ceiling being about 15 feet high so saza feeling very comfortable out of range but mal it is your turn
3: uh on mal's turn she will seeing rage or seeing red will just book it toward the nearest brute and take a swing with her great axe
0: excellent go ahead or your great sword right
3: oh sorry yeah it's a it's a sword Uh, That's a 17 to hit.
0: 17, that is a hit. Okay.
3: And that's 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 points of slashing damage. Sheesh. Rage damage.
0: As you swing at this uh, individual, you don't even notice, um, but this individual's backing up, getting to the wall. No, no, please, please. Before it just quickly cut off. And the individual falls to the ground. And all you see is your next target. Anything else with your movement or bonus action?
3: No. She'll stay right there.
0: Okay. Sounds good. The other three are just like uh, just shakily grabbing their swords and pulling them up and uh, holding out in front of them. 14 damage. Man, that was awesome. Okay. Well, it is their go. It is the mercenaries' go. So the two of them are going to take out their bows and they're going to try and attack you, Mal. Does a 21 hit. It does. And I'm guessing a 14 doesn't hit.
3: A 14 misses.
0: 14 does miss. Okay, sounds good. So that is going to be 1d6. Rolled one on the damage die.
2: Nice. <laughs>
0: so, uh, so that's going to be four points of piercing damage.
3: And resistance to piercing means that I take half damage.
0: That's correct. Great. So this arrow just goes directly into your arm and just, and this guy's like, and they're going to try and run into the chamber with Mondas. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You can only get 30, so they they can't quite get to the entrance. Uh, They they still are in the chamber with you. The other two are going to try and uh, run up to you, Mal, and they're just going to try and uh, hack away they're gonna flank you though so they get advantage because these are smart mercenaries uh first one does a now 14 doesn't hit does it no and a th- okay so the first one tink, it just goes on your back and just like <laughs> looking into behind and a 11 doesn't hit either i imagine
3: no it does not
0: uh, okay these two mercenaries are <sighs> and just wailing on you and just Looking at both of them, and they're like, "You two get Mondath now." That's their turn. So, at the top of the round, Mondath is going to take a legendary action and is going to use its tail against Fleeple. Natural twenty. All right. So I imagine that hits. Yep. <laughs> so. That is going to be eight points of bludgeoning damage to you, Fleeple. All right. And I need you to make a strength saving throw, please.
2: Uh, that's going to be a 14.
0: 14 does succeed, so you are not tripped from this tail attack here. So as you're about to take a turn, you're like, okay, I'm getting ready. All of a sudden, this tail whack right into the side of you, slams you directly into the cave wall. Ooh. It really does some damage, but you're able to hold yourself up and Mondath just is glaring at you. (sighs) I will wipe you from this earth, you traitor. Is Moonbeam still up? Uh, Moonbeam is still up. Oh, damage. Sorry, go ahead and roll a concentration check, Fleet
2: Yes. That is a three. Oh, no, no. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said anything. I'm sorry.
0: And with that surprise attack, Moonbeam right next to you, Lance, disappears from the battlefield. So, Fleeple, it is your turn. All right.
2: I'm going to change of plans. Change of plans.
3: (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to move... Did
2: you close? Did you close? (laughs) I'm going to move one space closer, right up into her face. So, first things first, bonus action. I get down on all fours and kind of jump up into the air And as I jump, I leave behind the image of the fleece that I'm wearing, leaving a healing spirit in my spot. And as I leap up into the air, my legs extended down to the ground very suddenly with a thud. And I turn into an ape with my wild shape.
0: You can do that?
2: Yeah. That's awesome! I am currently an ape inside of my healing spirit.
0: Nice! So that
2: is my bo- that is my action and my bonus action on this turn, so I won't be able to do anything else, but I'm just going to- Wow,
0: that was, I didn't know you could turn into an ape. That's amazing. Okay, well done. And what color is
2: your ape? My ape is similarly to kind of the rusty, orangish red of my scales. Uh, it's this very sassquatchy kind of rusty red hair. If you've ever seen the cartoon Freakazoid, it's exactly the same color as the Arengu-men from the island of Dr. Strange-o.
0: Shout out to Freakazoid. Wow.
3: Oh my gosh, go. I haven't thought about that in so long. S-
0: such an amazing show, such an amazing show. All right, well, excellent turn, Flapal Lance, it is your go. Thomas, placate me. It's still bugging me about that sneak attack at the beginning because I rolled a hide action at the beginning of everything. I hid. Right, but you revealed yourself. Uh, you didn't hide into the room and you were uh, in order to uh to keep the stealth, you would have had to do half your movement. So the way the way the stealth uh, works if I if I'm understanding correctly mechanically, if you want to keep a stealth roll and move stealthily, you have to move at half your movement. Gotcha. Okay, that makes and more so sense. And so that that's how you could have kept your stealth roll, um, which possibly would
1: have been enough thank you that just that just like i was like wait i hid but it was just bugging me so i'm glad i thank you for placating me on that no worries no worries let's go ahead then and for lance i'm going to run behind dragon dath (laughs) and i'm going to attack with the flanking action so i hopefully can have advantage yes wow wow double 19s dang Alright. That's obvi- that's going to be 20, uh, 25.
0: Yeah, that's a hit.
1: Alright, and because, Fleeple, thank you so much for getting closer, I do get sneak attack, because I have an enemy within 5 feet. Fleeple, or April? as you are now. Aples. <laughs> I'm that into it. That is going it. to be sweet 9. That is 12 points of damage. And then I'm going to, with my bonus action, use my dagger, which I believe... I still have advantage because we're still in that position.
0: Exactly, yeah. You still have advantage. You just won't get sneak attack on this attack.
1: Okay, that's going to hit probably, hopefully. Uh, That's a 23.
0: 23 does hit, yes. All right, and it's just my dagger damage, which is three. Three, very nice. Okay, you run up, and uh, with your sword, right into the tail, because the easiest thing for you to hit, and just, she just, just, and uh, dagger right into the back right next to the bony protrusions, it's tough. It's hard to get it in there. You're like, oh gosh, this is not natural, for obvious reasons. At the end of your turn, she's going to spend the remaining two legendary actions that she has to cast a spell. Oh, crap. And as she does, you see a familiar... Lance, you see a familiar spell pop up. Red just immediately erupts around you where these miniature forms of these dragons are flying all around you and she's going to cast spirit guardians in your radius now that you've come up against her and she's she just laughs to herself (laughs) nothing on your turn i believe because they have to be at the start of your turn so uh and that was at the end and so nothing happens now similar to how moonbeam happened before it is now her go so, Fruit Lawn she's going to she gets all of her legendary actions back. She is going to just attack like crazy here. She's going to focus directly on you, Fleeple. You be doing the most damage to her, the Moonbeam, and just uh, forming into an ape. She's just going to focus in on you. So, she's going to do two attacks with her Halberd here. First one is an 18.
2: 18 hits. And the second one is a 16. 16 also hits.
0: Okay, gotcha. She is going to do... Average rolls here. 13 points of bludgeoning damage to you in your ape form. 13? Is that from both attacks? That is both attacks combined, yes. Okay. You still an ape? Still an ape. Uh, okay, that's going to be her go. She's actually... Um... Yeah, that's going to be her go right now. So, Mal, it's your go. You were in the other chamber with the four other cultists, mercenary people, two of them rushing off to get Mondath, but you are and you are flanked by these two, and you just feel rage.
3: Mao will use the greatsword to try and attack the brute to her front that's standing in front of her. That's a eighteen.
0: Eighteen is a hit.
3: Oh my gosh, that was the same rule as last time. So that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That was a six and a four both times.
0: <sighs> my goodness. Mal, as you take your sword and however this magic that protects this blade works, you take just point first and you just ram it into their chest. And as you ram it in their chest, they just, <gasps> and they grab at the sword, and as you pull it out, they fall to the ground, and as you pull it out, immediately you tw- you twist it to where the butt end of your sword goes directly into the face of the person behind you, and you just hear this loud crack, and both individuals ugh, fall to the ground.
3: Great! I was gonna ask if I could, <laughs> if there was extra damage, could I use the gleam?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The two that uh, see you, Mal, are going,
3: oh, my death. Mal runs five, 10, 10 feet towards the two last brutes and stands right next to them. So basically, if they move at all, they, I will get an attack of opportunity on them or they will attack me.
0: Right, okay. Well, it being their turn, the first one is gonna try and make a go for it. So he's gonna try and book it into the chamber with Mondath. Take your attack of opportunity here.
3: Uh, 18,
0: 19, 20, 22. 22 is a hit.
3: Who needs, high da- who needs high initiative?
0: Who needs high
3: initiative?
2: Yeah, who's, <laughs> These are the rules you that <laughs> six into the ground. <laughs> yeah, dude, Lance and I are in here trying to take down one person <laughs> and Mal has just killed nine people by herself.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should have had Mal charge in and me and Fleep will take up the rear. <laughs> we really gotta learn from this.
3: 11 points of slashing damage.
0: Gosh, oh my goodness. Mal, as this first individual tries to run, you just cut him down. And the other one, without hesitating, literally runs over the body past you. You've already taken your action, so you can't take an attack and opportunity against this individual. But 5 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and just yells, My WE in trouble! And is going to just not even attack Lance and Fleeple, or Apel, I should say, and just. And just runs further into this room, 5, 10, 15, 20, not being affected by the spirit guardians, but um, uh, runs to the other side of the room, just away from
1: you both. i I'm just imagine this crazy rampage battle, ape, lizard, oh, dude, and then just Kong this elf, Godzilla just, right this, just, this yeah, <laughs> just this elf's head
0: peeking around, stabbing. <laughs> Flaple, it's your turn. So before you do anything, you have to roll a saving throw against the spirit guardians here. Uh, Spirit guardians is a wisdom saving throw, please, which uh, that should be your good stat. So,
2: yes, that is going to be a natural twenty for a twenty-six.
0: There you go. Okay, you're still going to take half damage, but natural twenty. All right. Well, pretty decent there. 18 halved is 9 points of radiant damage. Do you heal at the beginning of your turn? I would say you heal before. Yeah, simultaneously, so...
2: Okay, so... Yeah, let's see how much healing that is going to bring to the equation. One point of healing to the equation. Okay. Bummer.
3: No! (laughs)
2: Okay. So, yeah, that is going to then... I I pop out of the ape form, and I use my action to turn into an ape.
3: <laughs> so
2: Fleeple's like, I just
0: imagine Fleeple going, and, oh dear. But right before he hits
1: the ground.
2: <laughs> okay, so I've used both of my wild shapes, I've turned into an ape. Um, what I'm going to do Actually, before I turn back into the ape, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my bonus action. I can move my spirit up to 30 feet away. And so I'm going to move it five feet away from myself and five feet back to myself. Because when you or a creature you can see moves into the space or starts their turn there, you can cause the spirit to restore 1d6.
0: Oh, nice.
2: So he just does it. He restores it again. Yeah. So Fleeple's going to get some health back to himself before he turns back into the ape
0: man that is just as you're in the air falling you're like oh dear (sighs) Uh, moving it back healing and then (sighs) how much does fleeple get back
2: uh fleeple gets back three hit points nice
0: excellent look at that fleece helping you out all right and are you staying there are you holding your ground
2: yeah i need to give lance that uh sneak attack excellent excellent
0: Okay. And with that, Lance, it's your turn. I have to roll for the spirit guardians. Yeah, you also have to roll a wisdom saving throw. Ah, oh, crap. That's not going to be good. I have 16. That's a save. So you do save against it. Whew. So you're going to take half damage here. All right, that was a pretty good roll, so. That's 14 halved is seven points of radiant damage to you. And as you start, you turn. These dragons just get, uh, start biting at your neck. Right? <laughs> and you feel it, even though they're ethereal. <laughs> <laughs> But you focus. Uh, Flippo giving you this chance, April giving you this chance to get sneak attack here. It's your go.
1: And with advantage with the same flanking position. Man, I'm rolling 19s tonight. Just need one more for that 20, but, but that's good. Uh, that's 25 again, then to hit. 25 is a hit. Yep, right, go ahead and with roll. Sneak attack. 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Well done. And because I got it, might as well use it. On a successful sneak attack, another creature within 30 feet, I will roll half the sneak attack die and attack it. I'm going to attack the guy who hid behind us.
2: Yeah! Oh, I love hey. this subclass.
1: So as soon as I stab, all of a sudden, just I point out to him, and a almost like a shadow dagger shoots out toward him. And that's just one, six,
0: four, four Excellent. damage. And as the shadow dagger just uh streaks towards him uh, it also being ethereal this dagger just being almost bright just uh which is a little bit odd it's it's a bright yellow just before it just right into his chest oh my death help that's your action i believe
1: yes it is um okay 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 do i stay here For the sneak attack, more or do I get out of there? Because I'm seriously—that's the question. Because I'm not doing well for my health.
2: Squishy. I'm
1: not doing well for my health right now. But then there's this guy behind me.
2: Not to metagame too much, but I can move the healing spirit.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. But my bonus action, I will not attack. Okay, I I forgot if this works because I have my dagger for the bonus action. Can I throw it?
0: Yes, because daggers. Daggers specifically have the thrown action and so that's what allows them to be thrown with a two weapon uh, a two weapon fighting right. still
1: I'm gonna throw a dagger at the guy I just basically attacked with like a dark
0: dagger right <laughs> it's just a normal attack
1: yeah a normal attack for a dagger I'm gonna try and take this guy down so he's just not a bother
0: oh, oh, oh.
1: it rolled out oh that's not gonna be good that's a 15 15 hits All right. it's
0: just the dagger damage which is four. Four, okay. This dagger, so an ethereal dagger right into his chest, disappears, and he goes, my help! <sighs> followed by another dagger <clears throat> holding onto the wall. <clears throat> still up. What? Oh. Way hurt. Way hurt. Seven
1: damage, man.
0: <sighs> so close, so close.
1: You have a movement still if you'd like to use it. No, I just gotta hold, because if I move anywhere, it'll attack me.
0: Okay. Gonna hold at the end of your turn that spirit. Card Mondath is gonna <gasps> take oh, a just, just
1: concentration because I thank you, hit him hard, yes, hit her hard. Yeah, so hard. what was the damage you did? It was, I did uh, 10 damage to Mondath. What was it,
0: Ned? I think it was 12. Yeah, it's 12. Okay, 12. Okay, concentration check does not have advantage. Uh, got a 14 on the die, so that is a success. So they hold on to the concentration, unfortunately. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you. At the end of your turn, right in front of your eyes, uh, Mondath is gonna just scream. And uh, arch her back, and as she continues to arch her back, her back starts to bulge, when all of a sudden, two wings pop out of her back, and she flies into the air and flies away from both of you. Opportunity attacks? Yes, you both get opportunity attacks here.
1: And are they with advantage with our flanking? Uh, no,
0: she flew up into the air. So they are not with advantage specifically to try and get out get the least amount of damage here. So the ceiling being 15 feet tall, she was able to arc away from both of you. Oh, critical fail for me. Aww.
2: And that's a 19 for Fleeple for Apel rather. That's going to be five bludgeoning damage.
0: Nice. That does hit five. Yes, and also a concentration check. So, concentration check for the spirit guardians, a natural 17 on the dice, so that is also a success. And uh, Mondas is gonna fly backwards towards her ally who's just gripping at at their side and is gonna get right in front of them and at the beginning of their turn she's gonna... I need both of you April and Lance to roll me a dexterity saving throw.
1: Okay, 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 okay. That's going to be a 21 for me. 21 is a success. I got a
2: four. Do you have no inspirations left from Thomas? I do not.
3: I have one. You take it. (gasps) You take it, Fleeple don't don't die right now
2: okay okay Miss, Mr. D20 do not waste Mickey's die that is going to be a 14
0: 14 just saves.
2: Oh, <laughs> save this. oh, that's called karma right there friends do good things for your friends and your friends will do good things for you
1: even the successes though I think it's half damage
2: it is half damage still.
3: Don't say that, Thomas.
0: I'm not saying anything yet. That is 13 points of lightning damage to the Uh, both of you. That's already halved?
1: (laughs) That is halved. I'm still an
3: ape. (laughs) Lance you've (laughs) one hit point! (laughs) point.
0: Like oh Oh. I'm like, oh
2: my gosh, I'm
1: (laughs) gonna die.
0: And you don't have evasion right now, do you? No, nope, I'm cuz oh. the DM
1: doesn't believe in leveling up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Cuz that's level 5, but he wants us for 4 for this. <laughs> that is uh Mondath's action. And as their bonus action, they're going to cast mass healing word.
3: Oh man.
0: Guys,
1: I'm going down. <laughs> what if it what if she's healing you? No, I'm thinking spirit guardians. Because that's just happening right in the next part. It doesn't go with her, does it? Spirit Guardians? It's in an area.
0: So, at third level, because that's the base level she can cast it at. Well, that really blew. She is going to get five healing points to her and her ally. Okay. And with that, uh, that is going to be her turn. And she's just going to stare at you and just... (laughs) Why don't you come at me, you elf? Mal, it is Zaza, but your turn as well.
3: Perfect. Just reading Spirit Guardians, it's a DM thing. It does say that they flit around you at a distance of up to 15 feet for the duration.
1: Oh, so it stays with you. So if
3: she flew 15 feet away, Lance would no longer be in it. But that's a DM call.
0: No, you, you are correct. So it's a 15-foot it's a fifteen, it's a 15 foot radius for sure. So so Apel is not in there. Uh, I, I just quickly read through it during the battle, so thank you, Mac, uh, Mickey. Uh, no, that's good. So Apel is outside of the range of the Spirit Gardens for the time being, but Lance is still in there. But Mal, it is your go.
3: With no more enemies out here, Mal runs 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet into Mondath's chamber. She pulls up short right before Fleeple as much as she has and seeing that all of the enemies are out of range she will put away her sword and take out her two light hand axes and just double throw them at the flying Mondath
0: very nice very good first attack
3: I just roll- oh I rolled double 15s for two attacks which is nice it's 19
0: both of those do hit alright so the first
1: one is dice and weapon damage. The second one is only dice damage.
3: Perfect. But also rage damage. That's good to know.
0: But rage damage for both of these attacks.
3: Correct. Oh,
0: rage damage. Man, that's awesome.
3: So the first one is four, five, six, seven, eight damage.
0: Eight damage. She's going to make a concentration check. She rolled a nine. (laughs) That's a failure. There you
2: go. Oh yeah, feels good, man. And feels she wasn't good.
0: expecting. She was like, she was just expecting these two for the battle, and then all of a sudden, but You just see this axe just embed her into the, her chest, and these flying beasts they flicker and then just dissipate. Mal and now joining the battle. That was your first damage roll. What was your second damage roll? Again, it's just the dice plus your rage. Six. Just six. Ooh. Mondath's looking hurt. Mondath is looking hurt for sure. Anything else on your turn?
3: That is all I can do on my turn.
0: Gotcha. Fleeble,
2: I forgot to ask.
0: I need a concentration check. For the spirit.
2: Or is the healing spirit a concentration the healing check? Healing spirit is concentration. Uh, and I get a ten.
0: Ten? Yeah, that that would do it because you took uh 13, so half of that, so 10 just ma- like makes it. You just barely get that. Excellent. At the end of Mouse turn, she's going to use some legendary actions, and she is going to do another tail attack against Lance. So Lance, does a 17 hit your armor class? Yes,
1: it does. So no matter what happens, I'm gone.
0: With six points of bludgeoning damage, Lance falls unconscious can I say something before I fall unconscious? Absolutely. All
1: right. as he kind of gets hit and he turns around, he kind of falls into Fleeple. And as Mouse kind of standing behind, Fla- or Apel, I should say. So he falls into Apel, He kind of like looks up holding onto him and he just goes, don't worry, we're dragon slayers, remember?
0: And he faints. Oh, inspiration dice for that. Inspiration dice for that. In response to him, I just go... Apel, it's your turn.
2: Okay, so here's what Apel's going to do. So using my bonus action, I can move my healing spirit up to 30 feet. First things first, going to drop that on top of Lance, who regains two hit points. Yeah! And then as he wakes up. He The first thing he sees is me leaping over him as I'm jumping directly towards Monath with both fists up in the air, going in for a double fist multi-attack against her. Go for it. Alright, so the first attack is going to be a 22 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit! Okay, that is going to deal 7 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then the second attack... Is a 15 to hit?
0: Uh, 15 misses. Oh,
2: man. Okay, but I land on the ground right below Mondath and just stare up at her and pound my chest with my fists in defiance. Excellent. All right. Sorry, I'm just so excited for this battle.
0: Right at the end of your turn, Fleeple, she's going to use a legendary action and she's going to cast... She's gonna cast Cure Wounds on herself at third level. Oh Oh my gosh. Not going down without a fight. So, we'll see how much she gets back here. Oh, sorry. Has to be second level. She used all of her third level spots. So, second level. My bad. Not great. She gets. All right, she gets some hit points back. So as she just uh, slaps her uh, chest in defiance, this red aura um, mixed with blue crackles around her, um, rejuvenating her body. Lance, it's actually your go as she finishes that up. All right,
1: Thomas, play with me here. Okay. I I just got healed for two. Yep. However, I'm still on the ground. Could I bonus action hide pretending I'm dead?
0: Ooh. I really want to, but because you were healed by that healing spirit, and Mondath did see the healing in action before, here's what I, here's what I will allow because that's a really cool idea. Although she understands that the healing spirit uh, does uh, has worked and understands its function, April is right in front of you, so I will allow you a hide action, but
1: with disadvantage, which gives me just a regular roll because of my. Of my boots
2: one thought that i will make real quick uh thomas how do you feel about the steady aim option from tasha's cauldron of everything Ooh, i don't know about it let, let me hear it let me hear it as a bonus action you give yourself advantage on your next attack roll on the current turn but your movement is reduced to zero for that entire turn oh which would presumably accomplish the same thing that you're going for here yes it just cuts
1: gotcha now I could shoot now, but I can't move anywhere.
0: Yeah, so that would be he'd basically would be uh, expending his entire turn for one attack. But I'm gonna be technical. I'm prone. So can I shoot prone? Yes, you can shooting prone is fine. Uh, you have no disadvantage as a result of that. I'm gonna I I, I like that. So if you want to take the optional rule lance, uh, you can do that or you can hide um, with disadvantage as well. Either of those options are available to you right now. It'd be a straight roll to hide. So you still have movement afterwards, or you could expend your movement and bonus action to just get advantage on this attack. I like what
1: Ned suggested, but at the same time I have two. And if she tails attacks again, I'm dead again. And I don't want to waste the healing spirit. What you going to do? I think, I think I'm going to hide. I really appreciate that. Ned for suggesting it. I
2: just, no problem. I, I really feel like I need to get away <laughs> and we can use it for future reference.
1: Yes, yes, that is a future reference possibility. Maybe even, you know what? I'll roll this, and it won't work, no, I'm just, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, etc. So it's all just say never mind. Actually, no. No second
3: thought. <laughs> all right, here we
1: go. Here we go. Here we go.
0: <laughs> We're gonna wreck on that. Okay, hiding, which is stealth. Nineteen. Okay, so you hide with a nineteen, playing dead, and uh, w- you're gonna be attacking on this turn as yes, well, right? Yeah. So I'm
1: gonna like act like I've been dead, and then as soon as I like peeking out the corner of my eye think that Mondath has totally ignored me and is focused directly on April. I'm gonna quickly get up on my knee
0: pull out the bow, aim, fire Roll with advantage, there sir. There you go There you go. I imagine as you're like, rousing, coming up from the ground just still on the ground, basically prone, underneath April's legs and through, like, his legs you just, right from the ground Go and roll with advantage. All right Oh man!
1: All that drama and terrible rolls, even with advantage.
3: You just got uh, inspiration dice.
1: Why? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Just because okay. it, it's it was an eight plus six. Rolling out, we're all getting the all the stops. stops. Natural twenty. No! <laughs> no way. I, I'm, I'm not touching it. Oh, I'm just gonna take man. a picture of take that. Take a picture. Want it? Take that picture. I want that picture? Oh, <laughs> <honey>. <laughs> and I rolled with the sneaky die for
0: this <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. What is that? What, what is so that? Every single dice is doubled, or you roll every single dice twice. However you want to do it. So that's three sixes. So you can either roll 66 or three sixes and just double the I'm going to do
1: the roll. I'm going to roll it. All six? Okay. 29 points of damage.
0: (gasps) Lance, tell us how it is done.
3: We need her alive, but we need her alive, but we need her alive, but we need her alive, we need her alive. We, need her
1: alive. <laughs> we don't know if this, <laughs> we
0: don't know if this draft, in the moment, Lance, no. Lance, how do you do I'm, it? No, right. Ignoring everybody else, how, how are you doing, I'm doing it? I'm push, 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 push. just saying, oh, how are you doing it? we don't know it. if she's turning Follow back or not. Real quick, I read recently that you can't do, it's impossible to do non-lethal damage on ranged attacks. Just
2: FYI. That is true. All
1: right. I am aiming the bow as I see fleepo blah, 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 blah. He's he's jumping up and down, slamming. Not blah, blah, but you know, he's moving. Uh, as soon as he goes down, Lance is aiming, says the line, both eyes open and I let the bow go and shoot straight for that horn that emerged from her head.
0: As you say that line, Lance, you hear laughter in your mind. <laughs> A familiar laugh. Something from your past. One that would always criticize you for saying that and target practice. One that would always jab at you when you made a good shot. And just as you're about to release. And April, you see this as well. Two arms wrap around Mondas' head, holding her in place and shoving it to face directly at Lance and at, your, at the ground, exposing the horn. And as the arrow sinks directly into the horn, it breaks it off ...of her forehead. And even though the horn... ...cracked off of her forehead... ...the arrow... ...embedded... ...replacing the horn. Mondath... (laughs) ...and her wings go limp. Falls to the ground in front of April, ...in front of her comrade. And Lance... ...you being on the ground as well... ...prone just see the last expression of this abomination, not human anymore, and definitely not dragon, as her eyes just (sighs) slowly close.
1: Lance looks at that. He looks up to see if that image that he saw is still there, the one that grabbed on to her, to the creature.
0: Lance, what image are you talking about? There's nothing there. And that's where we're ending this week's episode of iCast Fireball. (sighs) Natural 20 on the inspiration dice. That
1: was beautiful. Do you believe in miracles? was beautiful. Beautiful.
0: (sighs) With two hit points
1: left.
2: If you don't
0: believe in fate, you should listen to Ned's podcast because that's <laughs>
2: what he is. Is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cross oh, promotion. Yeah.
1: Oh. oh, man, everybody. Woof. First time Lance fell. First time Lance fell.
2: This was our first enemy with fallen. legendary actions, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it was. Oh. You guys oh, took him down,
0: and Mal took down everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man
0: oh man well done my players that was that was amazing well as always listeners thank you for listening to this week's intense episode of ICast fireball i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you did enjoy that episode as much as we enjoyed playing it but from wherever you get your podcast from please leave us a review it really boosts our ratings throughout each podcast service, puts us on other people's recommended feeds, and lets us know that you like what we're doing here. If you want to write something a little bit longer than a review, you could email us at icastfireball2020 at gmail.com. As always, we love hearing from you. We're hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. Now to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. You can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players in the Dungeon Master, pictures of clutch natural 20s, and behind the scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. As I shouted out earlier, I want to shout out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, Ned. While Resident Cobalt takes a turn at the GM, and he runs through mini one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated Tabletop System. Whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or just the kooky worlds that they are building, whether it be LEGO, or whether it be post-apocalyptic Outback Adventures, I, th- I think you'll like it. Lastly, like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers, but until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we've got… Malamara. Lance Thalen. let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time